When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Stumps. Yeah, good afternoon. Welcome to Stumps right across Australia. Great to have your company wherever you may be listening. Jack Crawshaw in the chair this afternoon. And we've got plenty of cricket to dissect over uh, the next hour or so. And uh, plenty more. And uh, co-hosting with me this afternoon, as always, so the big fellas in the chair. 53 tests for Australia. 212 wickets. Merv Hughes. Hello, Merv. Jack, how are you, mate? Plenty to talk about. You're right. Oh. Big wins in Shield cricket, Queensland, Western Australia, Victoria. Uh, Australia got pounded in New Zealand the first one day. The second one uh, washed out. We're having a, a, an inquiry into the conditions there. Yes. We've got Sri Lanka up against um, South Africa. We've, we've, there's plenty of cricket on it. James Pattinson, 130 and five wicket haul for his club side. So he's back in town and hopefully we'll see him back playing for Victoria, Australia soon. So plenty to talk about, Jack. Yeah, we're going to catch up with Sean Graff from Cricket Victoria shortly to get a summary of that New South Wales Victorian Sheffield Shield game. Of course, uh, Victoria winning by an innings and 77, uh, oh, sorry, New South Wales winning by an innings and 77 runs, uh, today. Uh, we're also going to catch up with Kane Richardson from the South Australian Redbacks, uh, two in this first hour of the show. So that's all coming your way. But, uh, Merv, a couple of squad announcements, uh, during the week. First, of course, was the T20 squad, uh, which was picked for the three games which are coming up, uh, against, uh, Sri Lanka. Of course, Mel- Melbourne down in Geelong at Cadinia Park and then also at the Adelaide Oval uh, too. That squad for people who might have mi- missed it. Aaron Finch, of course, there. The Victorian, Travis Head, Pat Cummins, James Faulkner, Moses Enriquez, Michael Klinger, Ashton Turner. Uh, also, Chris Lynn, Tim Payne is back in the fold as the wicketkeeper. Jai Richardson, Billy Stanlake, Adam Zampa and AJ Tai. Uh, firstly, on these three games, uh, Merv, uh, are we well, going to care can, too much? Or can, we, can we just state the obvious? Yes. The blokes that are picked are the blokes that aren't going to India. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> Very true. To, to me, if you've got Australian teams overlapping when you're playing, we are playing too much cricket. Yep. So why why have virtual a virtual second eleven play now? No disrespect to the guys that are picked. Um, they're represent, re- representing their country. They deserve to be there. But, mate, no Warner, no Smith, no Stark, um, no Matthew Wade. Um, mate, you, you, go, you go through it and you just think, well, for crying out loud, if it's overlapping, have a look at the schedule. Either cut it short, either cut the New Zealand trip out and play Sri Lanka here, whatever it is you need to do. But if an Australian plays or Australian team is playing, we pick our best side in all modes. So that, to me, is belittling the 2020 just a little bit. It has to be about the revenue, doesn't it, Murph, from a Cricket Australia point of view? Well, I suppose it's, it's got to do with um, the TV rights, with, with revenue, with, with whatever. Um, and, listen, I, I put out a tweet to, to Adelaide um, people a couple of weeks ago that, you know, 
virtually disgusted that they didn't go and, and follow the cricket. And they just said, mate, it's half a team. Um, and, and they're right. And yep. you know, we're, we're playing a game in Melbourne, a game in Geelong, and I think a game in Adelaide, the 2020. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> mate, we're just saying, come and watch a second-rate team. Now, listen, Finch is a great player. Travis Head deserves the Adelaide people to go along and watch. Chris Lynn is in great, great fashion. But what they want to see is the best Australian team play, and it's an insult to Melbourne, Geelong and Adelaide that we're playing... Um, an Australian side when our our better players and our best players uh, are in India. So Cricket Australia, a challenge to you, sort it out. We don't want to see quantity of cricket. We want to see quality of cricket. Let's now, get, Dur- let's get yep. the people through the gates to watch quality of cricket, not quantity. Now, we're talking about selection, of course. We saw uh, Sam Heaslett, who was selected in the ODI squad and, and played in that first game on Monday in New Zealand. Uh, did you listen, listen to some of Cameron White's comments uh, during the week, who had a, a bit of a tee-off at the selectors? And, and uh, this squad that they've picked obviously has an eye on what Trevor Hone says is the 2020 T20 World Cup. Yes. Now, well, mate, they... did you hear some of White's comments? And then did you hear the fireback from Trevor Hones basically saying that, um, you know, that... Whitey should Cameron White should mind his own business, and when Cameron was picked for Australia the first time around, he was at the same age and basically gave him a backhander. Well, mate, Cameron White, what what we ask of our, and I've said it all season on stumps, what we've asked of our players is to speak out. We want to hear you say something, and as soon as the player says something, he gets fined, he gets slapped, he gets whacked. Listen, it's their opinion. Now, what he should have said was, mate, they've picked a side of players that aren't going to India. And, and that would have rested it. Now, Trevor Haynes is going to come back. Yes, we are looking to the future. Yes, we are looking um, at a 2020 World Cup. But also, we're crossing over, and, and I'll say it a hundred times, with players in India, we have not got our best 2020 side on the park. Now, good opportunity to have a look at young players. Fantastic. Okay, that's great. Cameron White's got his opinion. Trevor Haynes has got his opinion. And I know whose opinion I'm with at the moment. It's, it's Cameron White's because what yep. he's saying is right. Now, uh, the other side that was picked during the week as well was the Prime Minister's 11 squad as well. Michael Clark's going to coach this side. I mean, how fantastic is it that we've got former players like Ponting and Clark taking on coaching roles in this country, Merv? I reckon it's fantastic, isn't it? It's... Um, to have Ricky Ponting uh, involved with the 2020, to have Michael Clark looking after, um, you know, emerging players, and, and with Adam Voges as captain, I reckon that's a good idea. You need some leadership and some guidance. But to have those two guys back in the fold, absolutely fantastic for a young 2020 side um, with emerging players and um, a, the Prime Minister's 11. And um, I've got that Prime Minister's 11 in front of me. Do you want me to yeah. read that out? Adam Voges, Captain George Bailey, Joe Burns, good to see him back in the fold. Alex Kerry, um, a wicketkeeper, a John Nair, James Pattinson, which is great, Will Poskowski. Um, whether he plays or not is another thing. He suffered yeah. a concussion and, and didn't take part in the Victorian yep. second innings. Um, Jason Senge, uh, Darcy Short. Henry Thornton, Daniel Worrell, um, Matthew Gilks' 12th man. So I, I think he's from the ACT. Yep. There's a couple of young blokes in there. And me not having my finger on the pulse, as I, now there's guys that have obviously done well in the, the 2020, like Darcy Short. Um, yep. You know, he deserves to get picked. And, you know, probably could have been discussed um, in, in the Australian 2020 side. There's a few names in there. But 
I reckon a few of these younger players have done a bit in under-19s, so whether it's state under-19s or Australian under-19s, they get their chance. Listen, to see Adam Voges there as captain leading the way and George Bailey. Uh, Joe Burns gets an opportunity, so you've got three senior players there to help the young kids. You've got James Pattinson coming back from injury. We spoke about him, 131 last week for Dandenong, took five wickets against Melbourne, who aren't a bad side. So um, he'll be looking to get back into the fold. So... Um, yeah, that's great. As we said, from Ponting and Michael Clark to be involved, that's that's fantastic for those younger blokes. Can you see, just you talk about James Pattinson, uh, can we see him back at his best, Merv, at some point? Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, Pat Cummings, too, he's in the 2020 side. Um, if we can get them back um, with, with Stark and with uh, Hazelwood, um, we, we've got our fast bowlers for the next 10 years, and it's going to be very, very hard for people to, to jump over the top of that crew. Peter Siddle's still in the fold. Obviously, he's out injured at the moment. He'll be back into that fold. Um, you know, you've got blokes like Chad Sayers who keeps knocking the door down. Um, yep. This young bloke, Macon, who, who took seven for and, and four for in West Australia, seven for and five for in West Australia's win. You just think, well, mate, if he's taken wickets, he's a chance. Yep. So, But if we can get Pattinson... Cummings back on the park, playing for Australia with Stark and Hazelwood. That's not a bad front four. Simon Mack and WA, two 10-wicket hauls in two consecutive oh. matches. The one before Christmas and now the one at Glenelg against the Sackers as well. well is, so. that con- is that consecutive when it's three months apart? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's, a good that's point. That's question. But, yeah, but obviously he's, he finished in ripping form and he's just yep. started up. So he's got some confidence. Um, and, listen, you could probably tell our listeners more about him. I haven't seen too much of him. Um, yep. Who I was really impressed with through the the one day is, was is it young Jai Richardson from yeah. WA? Yep. He he looked every bit of, and twenty years old, twenty one years old, um, looking for the future. He looks every bit of player, doesn't he? Yeah, certainly is. Uh, of course, he's in the T Twenty squad as well. This Jai Richardson, so we'll see a bit more of him uh, yep. in the in the coming upcoming matches. We're going to get to so, a break, Murph. Yes, We're gonna get to I was going to say what, what's making like. What sort of pace does he bowl? Is he up over the top? Is he an aggressive fast bowler? Is he a big strong kid? Yeah, what's, big what's strong his kid. Story? Yeah, big strong kid. One hundred and forty k's, I reckon he probably bowls. One hundred and forty kilos. Okay, Jeez, big, he's heavy. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> I'm talking about what he. What he <laughs> now, the pace that he bowls. Well, that's Murph. that's good pace, isn't it? He's good. Um, and obviously he's, he's, getting it, he's getting it in the right and area. And he's played no cricket, obviously, in between the last Shield game and the first one because he didn't play any big bass cricket. Well, he, he would have been obviously playing club cricket. Well, um, maybe a little bit of club cricket. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit of club cricket because that goes through. He'll be training on with the, the state squad. And knowing Justin Langer, if he's got someone like that, he'd have him fairly close to the squad. And, and if one of their players, because he loves the WA boys, doesn't he? Yep, yep. Um, and full credit to him. Um, what he's done with WA Cricket in the last couple of years has been fantastic. And you talk to the players, you talk to people close to it, you know, what's been the change? Um, the coach. He's he's aggressive, he's yep. single-minded, he wants to get the best out of the players. And I'll tell you what, if I was under Justin Langer, I'd be giving 100% too. He's got that black yep. belt in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I reckon if you let him down, he'd just punch the absolute crap out of you. Uh, between him and uh, Adam, Adam Griffiths over there, they're doing a fantastic yeah. job, that is for sure. Yeah, Let's no, get to a break, Merv. Yes. When we come back, we're going to uh, get into the Sheffield Shield cricket. We're going to start with Victoria and New South Wales. Sean Graff from Victorian Cricket is going to join us next on Stumps. Full pitch and bang! Bang, bang, bang! It's gone! You're listening to Stumps. Listening to Stumps. 
Yeah, right around Australia, you are listening to Stumps for your Saturday afternoon. Jack Crawshaw here, Merv Hughes, of course, a superstar of Australian cricket, is with us uh, here as well. And we're going to get into the Sheffield Shield wrap. We've got Kane Richardson from the Redbacks coming up shortly to review a thrilling finish between South Australia and Western Australia. But let's firstly get to the game at the MCG between Victoria and New South Wales. And New South Wales have done a job on the Vicks uh, in innings and 77 runs. Now, the guru, of course, at Cricket Victoria is one rung below, Tony Donomate, of course, there at Cricket Victoria. Uh, and Merv told me to say that too. Sean Graff is here. Uh, hello, Graffy. I always like being one rung below, Merv, as you well know. You, like, you, weren't the, you, you didn't always take the new ball, did you? You always occasionally uh, first change or into the wind. Hello, Sean. How are you? Hello, Swervin. Um, I hope you're feeling a little bit fitter than the last time I saw you. You're very aggressive. You were in a very well, aggressive. I was mood. quite aggressive towards yes. you, Merman. Yes, you were, and I, I With fully due cause. And I fully understand why. But that's another matter. Now, <laughs> now, Sean, the game at hand: Victoria two fifty eight and one hundred and eighty eight. Uh, lost yeah. to New South Wales five twenty three. It's a big score. Um, listen, Travis Dean, um, very, very good for the Victorians. There was a, a lot of sort of half-pie scores and none of the Victorian boys actually went on with it in either innings. Yeah, look, we, um, it'd be fair to say they bowled exceptionally well on the first day. They put us in on a cloudy, overcast day with these new, new uh, Dukes balls which swung every every ball swung basically all oh. day for 96 overs. So even though um, it's no excuse in the actual total... Um, scheme of things but the first day we got 260 and they were hard runs and they and I thought our boys really applied themselves pretty well to get that score um, and and if we had conditions that would have maybe been similar the next day we might have been able to reverse it as well but as it turned out it became uh, nice and clear and sunny in the day two and three and they were able to build a huge score and that pressure in the end uh, weighed on us um, in the second innings and uh, unfortunately apart from Dooney uh, everyone else uh, got up got themselves out with, or, or got or got out but uh, I think on the first day was where we uh, unfortunately lost it, but it was. Uh, I thought in actual fact we played pretty well, but we needed to make three fifty plus, and we weren't able to. And uh, and New South Wales have been able to outplay us for the rest of the game. Well, the big thing there, Graffy, is that at the MCG, I think people don't understand. There's a little bit of moisture there, and it's quite often harder to bat on the first day. And gee, if you're chasing three fifty four hundred in the fourth innings of the game. Um, you, you can get there. So with New South Wales, even if we had a bold amount, because of the, that drop-in wicket doesn't deteriorate like it used to, um, it's quite. It's actually easier batting on the fourth day, a lot of the guys are saying. Would that be fair call? Yeah, no, I agree totally. However, um, this this particular game, which happens to be our last one there, because we don't play another game at the MCG, but uh, we, we, we actually, uh, the, the curator there, David Sandersky and myself, have been working over the last sort of 12 months or more to try and change that because it's not a great look when you've got teams putting putting uh, the opposition in first up because you want to bat last on it because that's the yeah. best time to bat. So therefore, what we've done, uh, we've brought the rolling time down uh, on the, on the drop-in uh, from 22 hours, basically it was under under Tony Ware and uh, Cameron Hodgkins, to about nine hours. And uh, mm. this particular game, it did turn, which was uh, very... It turned day one and it turned uh, on the last day. Plus, we've had some... There's a few rakies that have been shown up, which in the old days you had not one piece of there wasn't anything out of place. It was like a brand new wicket by day four. I'm I'm seeing a bit of a change there, and I think it's becoming it's all about the rolling times. And I think every every state who uh, who's going to have drop in wickets in the near future, I would have thought, um, are going to have to work out how they uh, get their rolling times right because that will make a difference as to whether or not the wicket does deteriorate to a degree where you do get some uneven bounce on the last days and a little bit of turn. 
We've got Sean Graff with us from Cricket Victoria. We're summarising the game between the Vicks and New South Wales uh, at the MCG. Uh, Sean, tell us a bit about uh, the young 18-year-old who made his debut in the game today for the Victorians or this last few days, Will Bukowski, um, and he's also copped the head injury as well. And tell us how he is on the back of that. Yeah, look, um, young Bukowski's uh, come through our underage uh, program and uh, has always been one of our talented batsmen and certainly someone who we we certainly think can play at the next level. And the way he batted in the first innings, uh, his 28 was a quality 28 against a very good attack with the ball swinging. Uh, he had time and balance, and I think uh, he certainly showed there that he's certainly got maybe a future, a big future. Uh, however, um, unfortunately, over the last two years, he's uh, two years ago he he, uh, he was training at school for footy and uh, got a head knock uh, in training where he got swung around on, on a tackle and hit another guy's knee as he was running past. And he got a badly bruised brain and... Uh, and he was out of action um, school for three months where he couldn't. He had to lie on the couch and he's had to spend a lot of time uh, recuperating. And uh, because it's a brain injury, we're always a little bit uh, hesitant to try and push. And uh, he's he's come back and played some under-19 and under-age carnivals and that. And he's had headaches all the way through. But at the start of the year, this year, he uh, seems to have got rid of them. And uh, and all of a sudden, next minute, he's uh, peeled off 400s in the under-19 championships plus 200s in grade cricket. Next minute, he's, he's in the shield side. And then, unfortunately, uh, he went to field a catch, and the ball sort of bounced up as he dived for it, and it sort of it, it hit him on the side of the head, but not badly, where he was concussed straight away, or he had to go off. And about a few overs later, he got a headache, and uh, that headache stayed. And, and when you're doing a concussion test, even though he's failed the concussion test, doesn't necessarily mean he's got concussion, but he's got these headaches, which is a sign of concussion. So therefore, he's immediately been ruled out of the game. And so, unfortunately, he didn't take any further part. Okay, uh, and Ed Cowan made 212 in the in the first innings of New South Wales as well. Peter Neville made 100. Um, you would have seen a bit of them bat. Um, Sean, just just tell us the way they went about it. Oh, Cowan's a bit of a uh, practitioner. He uh, he certainly knows how to bat time, and he, he was able to hang in there uh, early on when the ball was swinging a little bit when it was new. He got through that, uh, that and, and all of a sudden he was able to build a big score, and he... That, that comes off another... He got 200 down in Geelong against us in the second level of the week before, so he's in a bit of nick. Um, and, uh, so that was good. Peter Neville came in at the end where uh, the ball wasn't doing too much and he, he played very well as well. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things. They, they had the better of the conditions, but they, they took advantage of it and good luck to them. Uh, but like all games of cricket, uh, as we all know, uh, times can change, wickets can change, conditions change. Next time we play them, who knows? Uh, hopefully we can reverse it. Hey, Sean, we've got to let you go. We're running out of time. Thank you for that. Much appreciated, and we'll catch up with you again soon. No, all right, Jack. See you, Cheers, cheers Graffy. Thank you very much, and we'll continue our discussions. <laughs> Murph Hughes, uh, <laughs> of course, with me, Jack Crawshaw. That was Sean Graff from Rick Cricket Victoria. Uh, when we come back, we're going to catch up with Kane Richardson from the South Australian Redbacks. They had a close loss to Western Australia in the Sheffield Shield game over uh, in Glenelg. Uh, plenty more coming up. You're listening to Stumps right across Australia. Don't go too far. Plenty more coming up right after this. Welcome to Stumps. 
Yeah, good afternoon to Stumps and welcome to you all wherever you may be listening right around the country. If you're joining us for the first time, it's great to have you aboard. Jack Crawshaw in the chair this afternoon. Alongside me, the man who took 212 test wickets for Australia is up and about uh, this afternoon already. I speak of Merv Hughes. Merv, what'd you get up to today, mate? Uh, very hot day in Melbourne, I've got to tell you. Um, yep. Had the Strathmore under-16s. My young bloke plays there. They only had nine players, so very tough for Ooh. them. Uh, got about 70 in a 30 over game and, and fought hard. Unfortunately, the Keelaw boys passed him in about the, I don't know, about the 20th over and, and took toll from there. And then I uh, went down and had a look at my boys, Footscray Edgewater, um, up against uh, Carlton and uh, had a convincing win in the ones. Thirds are pushing. Uh, my oldest boys playing in the, the Footscray Edgewater thirds. Uh, got 64 last week, which is uh, good after his, his last two innings before that with two ducks, I think. Um, so he, he's turned it around, but uh, had a pretty good day, uh, all in all. So just sort of floating around, watching cricket and, and involved with the cricket. Fantastic. Murph Hughes, of course, on stumps. He'll be with us for the next uh, half an hour for some markets and the next hour for others. Uh, let's get into the next of our Sheffield Shield reviews. We just spoke to Sean Graff from Cricket Victoria in some markets just before to review the New South Wales-Victoria game. Well, let's move to WA and South Australia, which was played at Glenelg Oval. Originally, it was meant to be at the Adelaide Oval, but all of a sudden, they announced this fight between two blokes called Green and Mundine, and they had to move the game out to Glenelg. But Kane Richardson played in the game. It was a narrow loss for South Australia. They lost by seven runs, WA taking the points. But Kane Richardson has been good enough to take our call on stumps this afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Kane. Hey, boys. How are you? Hey, Kane. How are you, mate? Now, the question on everyone's lips, well, on, on my lips anyway, the Duke balls, how did they perform? How did you find those? Uh, yeah, it was a nice change, I guess, especially when uh, we were greeted with a, a nice green top on day one. So we're, uh, we're <laughs> always, lips, always puts uh, a smile on your face, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. And uh, obviously they're from England and, and we've heard a lot about how they perform over there, but... I think those conditions are pretty similar, a few boys said, to what you get in county cricket. So, um, look, it, it took some time getting used to. I think if you watch the, the first session day one, um, Chad was, for someone who's um, extremely um, accurate, Chad says, he, he actually bought a lot of balls down leg, and I did the same, but, you know, I do that more often than him. But I just think we, we probably struggled uh, to get used to it to start with how, how much it swung, and I think both teams did, and then towards the end of the game... Um, you know, both both bowling groups started to figure it out. Um, now, very, very tight game. Um, gee, 201. So, as you said, um, I'll, I'll just go through the scores for, for the listeners. WA, 201. South Australia, 247. WA, 245. You guys bowled out for 192. And, gee, um, Chad Says just continues to take wickets. Yeah, he does. I mean, Duke's Bull, Kookaburra, doesn't matter. Um, he just fronts up and does his stuff. Um I don't know, he just runs in all day. And, and when you get conditions like that, you know what you're going to get from him as well. Um, he was just, just on the money from, from, apart from that first session, as I said, from there when he worked it out, he just gets on a, on a roll. And um, that five from the first innings was, once again, I think it was his fourth for the year. So um, he's just in amazing form and carrying us along. So it's nice to bowl alongside him. And um, as you said, it was a pretty low-scoring game, which is always nice from a, a bowler's point of view. Well, I like the way you said he carried you along. He's got um, seven wickets for the game. You've got nine wickets for the game. Um, four for 35 and, and five for 69. Must be pretty happy with your own form. Yeah, well, I mean, it was nice to get a bag. That's my first uh, first-class five. So I've been... Uh, oh, congratulations. Been that, yeah, I've been wanting it for a while. I've played yeah. 20-odd games now. So um, it's about time I started taking uh, taking some bags of wickets. But in the end, I mean, in the wash-up, it was that disappointing to lose that game that you'd trade it for, for none for any day of the week. And that sounds cliche, but... You'd know, Merv, when you take a bag of wickets and you lose, it's not quite the same as, as winning. So 
um, although it's nice uh, personally. Kane Richardson from the Redbacks with us. We're reviewing the game between South Australia and Western Australia and the Sheffield Shield just finished. Uh, Kane, you missed the second half of the Big Bash with a, with a back injury. Just tell us about the recovery, and that must add, add to the, the pleasure of obviously then going on and taking a bag of wickets in your first game back. Yeah, I mean, that was frustrating, obviously, to miss the, pretty much the whole tournament after the first two games. Um, I've always had a bit of an issue with the facet joint in my back, and it tends to flare up you know, at different stages. And I think this time... Um, the doc and the physio said two weeks rest, and I knew that probably wouldn't, you know, do much anyway. So we actually got a jab this time, so we got a cortisone injection into the joint. And um, to be honest, it's the best it's ever felt. I've, I've got no pain in my back, which is massive for a bowler. When you've got no pain in your back, you're pretty happy to go to work. So um, yeah, it's nice to be back playing and taking wickets. That's uh, that's what you're here to do. So um, fingers crossed it stays that way for the rest of the year. Obviously, you two, uh, Merv mentioned uh, yourself and Chad Sayers, took majority of the wickets. But can you tell us a bit about a couple of the other bowlers that were in the side in Valenti and also Grant and just their, how they've come through the, the South Australian system? Yeah, well, they, they're both, I think Grant's 19 and Valenti would be 20 or 21. They've both come through the pathway, but um, they've taken a lot of wickets in, in every form, um, in every grade. They've played all the way up to, to first-class cricket. So uh, they both... Uh, I think they took one wicket between them. There wasn't much to, much left when when Chad was finished bowling. But um, they're, they're both very they're, they're very honest. They um, they keep it tight and they're learning very quickly that you know that's the game plan in first class cricket is just to build pressure and and bowl dots and bowl good balls and they both did that. But you know as I said to them, that's my first fiver in my twenty fifth game. So uh, you know it's not every day you, you come out and blast teams away. So their time will come. Well, mate, the, the big thing about it, uh, you're playing for the wrong state, I reckon, if you want to blast teams away. Adelaide <laughs> Oval, traditionally a flat <laughs> wicket. So, obviously, for you guys, smile on your face, get onto a, a green track. Um, Klinger just keeps getting runs. Um, he, he got runs again for, for WA, as you say, in a low-scoring game. But uh, Jake Lehman, for you guys, 77, uh, game high score. Um, his development and the way that he plays all forms of the game, he, he's pretty comfortable. Yeah, he, he was good in the first thing, as you say, to make 70, I think he got 77 on a on a low-scoring wicket was uh, was really good. But I think, I mean, in terms of J- uh, Jake's development, I think if you looked at his dismissal in the second innings, that probably shows where he's still got room to improve. And that's the exciting thing for us is that, um, you know, he's a real nervous starter, I guess, and, and there's no, no secret hiding. There's no um, point in hiding that because it's pretty obvious. But once he sorts um, his game plan out, I guess, for his first 20 balls, I guess like anyone, um, he's going to be a really good player. And um, I guess you forget he's still so young because he's only been around two years. But um, if he keeps making runs, especially in tough conditions, then we probably won't have him much longer. Well, mate, I reckon he's got a vote on the selection panel at the, the next level, hasn't he? <laughs> the old man as coach. But uh, the young bull, we've spoken about him, the old bull, uh, Coops, just keeps going and going and going. He's um, in all forms of the game. He had a pretty good season with the Renegades this year. He's back with you guys, gets 55 in the second innings, nearly gets you across the line. But um, how has he been and, and what's he like as a senior player? Yeah, well, it's good to have him back. As you said, he had a really good big bash with both bat and ball. So it's always nice to get him back um, for the good guys. And uh, it's really important to have him and Ferg making runs for us because they're, in the end, they're our experienced heads, especially in the batting order. We don't have a lot of experience yet. So um, whenever those guys are playing well and making runs, we tend to be in a good position. So uh, he, was, he was disappointed he didn't uh, get us over the line yesterday. He would love to have been there at the end, but... Once again, the ball, one of those balls just had his name on it like it did for everyone else uh, throughout the game. Um, but yeah, 50 on that wicket's worth probably 100 anywhere else. 
Kane, where do you think South Australia are at in terms of the season? I mean, there's, there's four rounds left. You're sitting second at the moment, just behind Victoria. You've got Queensland and New South Wales breathing down your neck. You're on 31 points. They're both on 29 points. Where do you think it sits? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. I think I think last year we made the finals on the back of pretty much our bonus points in terms of uh, batting and bowling, you know, the first things points you get. So, I mean, for us, we're, a, we're an attacking batting group. I think there's no, there's no secret about that. The way we score, um, the run rate we go at, um, but I think for us to, to make Shield finals consistently and win them, we're going to have to start batting a lot longer, um, batting more time. And as a bowler, it's nice to have a bit more rest. It's, it's, it's quite hard when you get 50 overs off every innings to, to put the feet up and then go back out in there and bowl. But I think for us, if, we can, if our batting can just um, knuckle down a bit, bit for a bit longer and um, put a few more runs on the board, then we should be in a good position. You've played everyone once already. I mean, Victoria, although they're sitting on the top, are they the face the hardest opposition so far this season? Well, I think I think for us as well, they match up very well because they're very experienced. And um, I think they're a team that we struggle to beat in four-day cricket so far because even though we're ahead in the first innings, I think the last two games we've played and we've been ahead on first innings, they've just always find a way to claw it back. And, and that's what we really struggle to do is if we're ahead of the game, we stay there. So I think they're the benchmark once again. They've obviously won the last two, haven't they? And and their team's um, very strong. You know, they haven't got a lot of blokes missing, so I think they're the benchmark going forward. Well, it's amazing what you say is that you, you match up well against teams and Victoria match up well against you. Obviously, New South Wales matched up well against Victoria. I don't know if you you heard the score there, but um, gee, they, they gave the, the Victorians a bit of a pizzling. While we've been focused on, on the South Australians, what, what I would like to do is have a talk to you about uh, this Maitland from, from, from West Australia. you got seven for and five for... Um, he must have enjoyed the conditions and must have enjoyed the, the Duke ball. But um, what did you think of his performance? Yeah, well, he obviously, I think it was the last game before the Big Bash broke and he wasn't involved in the Big Bash, but I think he took 11 in that game. Yep. And we all hear about that. I mean, as bowlers, you always hear when someone takes a bag and then um, for him to roll up and take seven and five and win them, pretty much win them the game with his own with his own ball. Um, he just ran in all day and I think they only had three frontline quicks where we had four so there was a lot on his plate, a lot of work to do but he just kept running in, he just kept hitting the spot and I think if you look at some of his wickets to to the boys on day four, he got a lot of our key players out and he got them out the proper way, he nicked them off, he, uh, he got them caught behind so he's pretty impressive, he's only young but he's got all the attributes, he's nice and tall and, and strong and bowls good length so I think he'll be around for a long time. Uh, the other question I got for you: Where's um, is it Gilded Gilded Gilderoll Stadium? Um, obviously, Gliderol. How am yeah. I going? I can't even speak English. Um, <laughs> where, where is that? Is that Glenelg or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's Glenelg. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I just say Glenelg? Bloody Gliderol Stadium, Michael. <laughs> now, what sort of a venue is that? Obviously, um, you play your home games, most of your home games at Adelaide. You got kicked off for some, I don't know, some street fight. Um, <laughs> but um, to to get down there, how off putting is that? for you to, to play a home home game away from your home ground? Yeah, I think I think the I think we're used to it now. The Shield final was there last year. I think the last round before the Shield final was there too because of football or something like that. I think we're used to it now. That's 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 our second ground. Um, conditions obviously very different at Adelaide Oval. But um yep. you know, as I said, if they keep rolling out green tops like they did this game, we'll be pretty happy to make that our home ground. I know our four <laughs> quicks will be anyway so uh, I'm sure. I'm sure your batsman will disagree with it. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> true. But um, no, it's just one of those things. You get on with it and play the game. Hey, uh, Kane, thanks for your time. Much appreciated. Uh, good luck for the second half or whatever, whatever's left of the um, well, of the Sheffield games, Shield season. Yeah. Four games. Yep. Pleasure. Thanks, Kane. Good on you. Congratulations on your Cheers. first five for two, mate. Thanks Thank for joining us. Cheers. Thanks a lot.
Kane Richardson from the South Australian Redbacks uh, with us here on Stumps. Oh, uh, it's an interesting point that you make, Merv, about teams matching up well against against uh, others. How, how do you go matching up with names of stadiums? Glide rules. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get close. Like, <laughs> seriously. i got to go back to school and learn to read. But um, listen, that, that's what you like. And what... It's disappointing that people don't get down and watch Shield cricket um, in, in all states because it's the guys coming through. And when you hear of a game like that South Australian West Australia game, it's a little bit different because it's a, a lower scoring game. Um, but bowlers on show for mine, and I suppose I'm a little bit biased because you, you want to see conditions suit the bowlers every now and then and see how the really good batsmen um, perform. And, and Klinger got runs again and, and did really well. And, you know, Jake Lehman got uh, 77 and Coops got 55. So it doesn't matter the conditions you're playing. For, for the batsmen on, on green wickets, the cream rises to the top. For yep. the bowlers on flat wickets, where the cream rises to the top, but plenty of young blokes, Rich, Richardson, Sayers, Macon, they're, they're getting wickets in conditions that suit them. People say, well, they should get wickets. It's conditions that suit them, but a lot of bowlers don't don't do that, don't perform well in conditions that suit them. So well done to all those bowlers. What a fantastic game of cricket that was. How about this Sheffield Shield table here, Merv? So we've got Victoria on top, 36 points, yep. and then five points behind them, South Australia, two points behind them, Queensland, and then 0.16 of a point, New South Wales in fourth. WA and Tasmania are a bit further back in the pack, but those top four, that's a pretty tight table. Mate, it is a tight table, and when you think of this time of the season, you think that um, one side normally does a bolt, but... Uh, quite easily, if South Australia and Victoria fall off the perch, Queensland and, and New South Wales can jump over the top of them. So uh, it's an interesting one, um, and, and certainly with four games to go, um, I reckon 36 points would normally get you to a Shield final. But you, you have a look at this, um, 36 points, if, if, if Victoria, and I, I find it hard to believe, if they don't win another game, um, they could possibly miss the final. And to, get, to have six, six wins... Um, and you think they could miss out, that, that means that there's some, some pretty good cricket being played around the place. Well, the Vicks don't have a game at the MCG for the rest of the year, Merv. I mean, they, they're taking a couple of their home games to Alice Springs. Yeah, well, they played in Alice Springs a couple of years ago, um, and I, I think the last game of the season they had to deny South Australia a win from, from memory. Right. Um, and Cameron White was outstanding in that game, got them through. They had a draw. Uh, they played a home that was the year we played the home Sheffield Shield final in Tasmania. Yep. Uh, went down to, WA, to Hobart yep. against WA. Yep. Had a win in that. Um, but they, they've played in Alice Springs before. I think they're pretty comfortable in Alice Springs. And again, it's conditions that suit them. And in the Victorian game too, we've got to note that while um, New South Wales did, a, did get a big score, uh, Johnny Holland got four wickets. And, yep. you know, we're going to India. He went to Sri Lanka. He's been overlooked for India. He's bowling because he's up over. He's a lot like Nathan, Nathan Lyon, relies on the bounce of the ball um, rather than the, the slow skitters. So um, I reckon he'll be suited to, to Alice Springs too. So he'll get that uneven bounce. And he took four wickets in, in that game. So he's in pretty good form. And for Victoria to have him um, for the rest of the season, that, that's a bonus for them. So, yeah, there's, there's plenty to play for. A uh, lot up for grabs. But, uh, gee, there's no certainties there, is there? No, there certainly isn't. Do you think with John Holland, do you think he's just a victim of circumstances? Unfortunately, he picked up a little injury in the big bash and didn't bowl through that whole period? Or do you think that they deliberately decided not to pick him because they didn't see enough in that test in Sri Lanka? Well, the other thing was he went to Sri Lanka because um, Steve O'Keefe got injured. 
Yep, and yep. I've said it a million times that um, in that first test, Australia were right in it. We didn't bat that well, but we bowled Sri Lanka out. I think it was for about 117. We got about 100 run, 100 run leaves, so we got 220. Um, we had them four for 60, and when Steve O'Keefe went down with that injury, um, the Sri Lankans got right on top, made a big score, bowled us out. So he's well, he's to me well suited for the subcontinent. Um, he, he played bowls well in Sydney, bowls well in Adelaide, uh, bowls particularly well with the pink ball. Um, so I reckon they've got the right bloke there. But when you got John Holland too, the the people. People around the place that saw his performances in, in Sri Lanka would probably scoff and say you're kidding. But gee, yep. when you've got him as a backup bowler, um, you know, and you've got a lot of the leggies coming through, so Sweepson got picked for for India. It could have been Zampa, um, you know. So they're they're starting to get a, a lot of depth there. So if there are injuries, and especially in Australian conditions, obviously that's where the, the guys learn their trade. Uh, they'd be more comfortable. And as Ray Bright said of Johnny Holland. Bowling indoors at the MCG nets in 12 degrees is a little bit different uh, than going to Gaul and playing <laughs> on a Bunsen burner that suits uh, the low, slow spinners rather than the up over the top quicker spinners. I yep. mean, um, what, 35 degrees and about 80% humidity. Um, gee, gee, I felt for him. But uh, listen, don't discount him going forward. He's still a young man, still got plenty of cricket in front of him. So uh, when the selectors have got options, that's a, a good place to be. Merv, we're going to get to a break. When yep. we come back on the other side of it, Chris Hartley's going to join us in Queensland. He uh, is the oh. record holder for the most dismissals yes. now in Sheffield Shield cricket. He's just uh, overtaken the great Darren Berry. So Chris Hartley's going to join us uh, Jackie, very shortly. Yes, not, not doing too bad with the bat either, just quietly. No, very true. He's coming up next on Stumps. Full pitch and bang! Bang, bang, bang! It's gone! You're listening to Stumps. Listening to Stumps. Yeah, right around Australia, you're listening to Stumps. Jack Crawshaw here. Merv Hughes is alongside yes, me indeed. as well. And uh, we've got a big guest joining us out of Queensland. Huge. Now, the game only finished Huge. an hour ago, this game. So we appreciate him taking our call pretty much after the game has finished. Queensland today defeating Tasmania by 133 runs. Uh, this man, of course, made 100 in the first innings. He's, oh. he's now the dismissals holder record holder for Sheffield Shield Cricket, uh, surpassing Darren Berry's this man, Chris Hartley, who joins us now on Stumps. G'day, Chris. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, firstly, on that milestone, congratulations. Um, firstly, just tell us about uh, how you uh, keep this longevity in wicket-keeping, Chris, because you've played 125, 126 games, and now you've had, uh, what is it, 457 dismissals now, I think it is, for, or 547 dismissals now for wicket-keeping for Queensland. Yes, um, you know, I suppose, uh, firstly, it's, it's such a very proud personal achievement. Um, you know, when you, when you play the game for any length of time, um, you know, you, you, you do achieve certain milestones and, um, you know, it, it's always the, 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 the championship wins and things like that that stick in your mind. But certainly the game of cricket, there, there are a lot of things that you do achieve that, um, you know, on a personal level. And this is, this is one for me. So it's a, a very special moment for me and, and to, to put myself I guess at the top of the tree now, ahead of some um, pretty amazing wicket keepers that the Australian uh, the Australian cricket scene has seen over the years is, is a very special feeling. So um, I think in time it'll 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 sink in further. I'm a bit weary from the afternoon uh, <laughs> and the last few days. It's been pretty yes. hot up here in Brisbane, so 
tough old four days, but uh, the boys certainly enjoyed the win as well. Mate, doing it with the gloves, doing it with the bat. Um, 405, so for listeners that, that haven't heard, Queensland 405. Uh, Tassie all out 200, Queensland 146, so there would have been a few ripples there, but bowled Tassie out for 218, and um, 101 in the first innings, mate. Um, listen, firstly, congratulations on, on the dismissal record. Um, there's two names I think of when I, I think of Queensland cricket, and your old mate uh, James Hopes obviously uh, gave it away at the start of the year, but um, how's it playing without him? Because... It, all, you, all I normally hear is, oh, Queensland are in trouble, Hartley and Hopes gets them out of trouble, and now that burden is just uh, placed on your shoulders. How do you cope, cope with that? Yeah, it, um, someone asked me that, um, you know, and, and I, unfortunately, um, you know, the, the way it works, and it's just the reality of, of, of life, but certainly of, of elite sport and cricket, is, is the show goes on. And someone asked me, you know, how are we going to cope with, with Hopes you not being here this year? And I said, well, you know, Someone's going to come in and, and take the role, and you know we're going to, there's still going to be games of cricket to be played and matches to be won, and and the same thing is going to happen at whatever point in time you know that I, I, I move away from the game, and that's that's the cycle of the game. So um, yeah, it's the beauty of it. You, you, you get a chance to um, you know to, to, to play in the baggy maroon or, or whichever cap it is that you wear, and, and get to uh, you know hold that for as long as you can, and then you you pass that on. That's the that's the great thing. You know, no one ever holds a mortgage on a spot. It's it's a it's a great honour to be a part of it, but um, oh, look, my role and motivation has, has certainly changed in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, you know, I had I had some amazing um, Queensland and Australian cricketers um, teach me how to play the game. You know, names like Casperwitz and Bickle and, and Hayden and Simons and players like that who taught me how to play the game. And um, you know, I feel a responsibility to try and teach some of these younger players who, who we're starting to hear about the Renshaws and Hazlitts, uh, you know, how to play the game as well. There's enormous talent here. And, um, it's really exciting to be able to, you know, to, to provide advice when these young guys need it. And, um, you know, it, 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 that, that's the way the game sort of changes for you as a player. You find different ways to, um, you know, to have your fun out there. Well, it's a great attitude to have. The game remains where players come and go. And, gee, the, the names that you mentioned there, Bickle, Kasperwich, Hayden, Simons, um, you've, you've had some uh, fantastic teachers along the way and, and some great players in amongst that. Um, now, just getting back to this game, as the game went on, the scores got lower, which would probably indicate to me that the fast bowlers um, were, were going to rule the roost. But um, Flores came in and picked up three wickets and three pretty important wickets for you in, in Tasmanian's second innings. He's, he's been a bit of an enigma, hasn't he? He's, he's been around for a little while and you know, it's for him to get wickets in Queensland, it's normally a fast bowler's um, domain up there. So... Uh, for him to get the three wins, pretty important for you, and, and good to have it in the win. Oh, definitely. You know, we, um, you know, we've got a really balanced attack with, um, you know, a few pace pace bowlers and Wildermuff as the all rounder um, filling in for Hopes, who's not here. But you know, we've got Swepson as a leg spinner, who's obviously away with the Australian Test squad, uh, which has given Flores the opportunity as the off spinner. And we're heading to Sydney next week for Shield, and um, you know, our, our spinners are certainly going to come into play. It's, you know, it, it's probably history suggests. The gather has not necessarily been super kind to spinners, but um, we certainly found some uh, some some spin and bounce in the wicket this afternoon. So, yep. so there might be something there with the jukes balls. Maybe we just need to be using a juke for the spinners to. Hey Chris, I'm sorry, we're going to have to leave it there mate, so we're running out of time, but we thank you very much for your time. More on stumps coming up right after this. Congratulations too mate, fantastic. Listening to Stumps.
Yes, welcome back to Stumps right around Australia. Jack Crawshaw and Merv Hughes is alongside me and we've got plenty to talk about over the next half an hour or so. Brendan, Julian, fingers crossed to join us uh, in New Zealand to preview the third yes. ODI, which of course is being played tomorrow in Hamilton. Uh, that second game, Merv, was washed out without a ball being bowled uh, the other night. Yeah, and, and you said something in- interesting off air. There's a, an inquiry going on about the conditions there because yeah. uh, they they sort of deemed that it wasn't wet enough to wash an international out, but it got got in, got washed out. Obviously, the Australians need to, to win this third game to level the series. We're going to have a talk to, to BJ if we can get hold of him. But, um, gee, they, they did it quite comfortably with a little bit of a nervous twing towards the end, the New Zealanders, didn't they? they you know, Guptill got 61. They got 286. Um, um, Broom got uh, 73. So they, they were well... Well sorted there by their batsmen, and, and when you get, you know, top five batsmen combining to get 130, 140 runs, you, you, you're going to be pretty well set. And you know, the same yep. Stark, Hazelwood, Cummings, um, you know, Cummings got got hit a bit. Uh, small grounds over there, it's understandable. But uh, Australia got off to a, a real bad start. Finch four, um, Head five, Sean Marsh sixteen, uh, Hanscom seven. Um, you know, um, Hazel. Oh, Hazlitt, sorry, I was going to say Hazelwood, but he doesn't bat that high. <laughs> um, four. So, obviously, under the pump. And then, gee whiz, um, Stoinis. Gee, come out, absolutely pumped them. 146, 160 balls. Gave Australia a real chance. Um, yep. 50, 50-odd partnership with um, Josh Hazelwood at the end. And Hazelwood didn't face a ball and got run out. So yeah, so let's let's ask won. our uh, let's ask our next guest about this, uh, Merv. Of course, he's part of the Fox Sports commentary team. He's working with Sky in New oh, Zealand alongside before AB. Jack, and, before you uh, go to him, during yes. the week you told yes. me we were talking to Bernard <laughs> Julian. I got really excited. I thought it was the West Indian quick, but it's no. uh, Brendan Julian, former West yes. Australia. He's on the Fox team, and what a <laughs> lovely bloke he is. BJ, welcome <laughs> to the show, mate. Mate, Merv, I just cut the afro, so now they, call, they can call me Brendan. Seriously, huh? mate. Every, every time, every time we played against you, I still have a laugh. Les Stillman, who used to coach Victoria, got every name in the in the book mixed up. Every time we play for uh, WA, got to watch out for this Bernard Julian. He's a really good bowler, and I'm thinking, geez, they've got an import. But uh, BJ, um, can you talk us through the other the other night? It was washed out. Um, our understanding back here, there's a bit of an, an inquiry into it. Is it into the actual um, covers that they had? Is it, well, obviously can't have an inquiry into the weather. So what's that about? Well, mate, shocking, mate. The inquiry, the, the, the groundsman was a tool. The guy... <laughs> he, he, so don't beat around the bush, the BJ. Mate, he went the outfield <laughs> the day before. I mean... Napier's had a drought. They have not had any rains for three months, right? Yep. Six mils. The ground outside, there's a number two ground in Napier. That was bone dry. <laughs> Unbelievable. The guy, so the boys reckon when they were training the day before, he was soaking the ground. I mean, the guy's uh. got to be an absolute idiot. And then we get down there, and it was it, it rained a little bit. But we, I just thought, oh, we'll definitely start in about half an hour. And the umpires, I don't know what happened there, but they said, yep, yep, looks okay. We think it's all right to play. Um, we're going to toss the coin at, you know, 2.45 and we should start at about 3 o'clock. We went, oh, no problem. And then I think the players and the captains came out and went, no, 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 we don't think it's, we don't think it's fit enough to play. I mean, I thought, you know, they could have got a 20, 25, 30 over game in there, but 
I was very surprised, but the, the groundsman, what an idiot. I mean, mate, that was just stupid. If you, we drove around this area in the last couple of days, and it's bone dry and it's all brown. They've had, they were on water restrictions, the suburbs next door to the ground. <laughs> Mate, it's an interesting one, that. Now, if the next game's washed out and they water the game before, I reckon there's got to be a, a huge inquiry because obviously New Zealand are one up, so uh, you don't you don't think there's anything underhand to do with New Zealand cricket. Well, you just think that the, the curators are flogged. And he absolutely. Up. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool, absolutely we'll, cool. we'll go back to the first game. Um, we, we sort of started to talk about that, but gee, when you've got Guptill making 61, making runs, you've, you've got uh, Broom in the top five, makes 73. Um, you've got Nisham that, that makes 48. They get 286 on the board. Everything's got to go right for you to, to get a win. And gee, the, the Australians just started the disaster street, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, they did. I mean, 286, I actually thought they under club the Kiwis. I thought yep. probably should end up with about 330. So I did, we, did, we didn't probably bowl that well. We bowled a bit full and a bit wide early on. But having said that, 280 was pretty good, and I was pretty happy with that. I thought we would certainly get over the line. But, see, we should have won it. I mean, man, that I can't believe Joshy Hazelwood at the other end. That reminded me of Alan Donald in the 99 World Cup. Wasn't what that was bad, surely? <laughs> Mate, it was. It was. He, ran, he nearly ran himself out three times. <laughs> and I just meant, mate, what's going on with this guy? But you look, we bat, look, we batted poorly, no doubt about yeah. that. But still in us outstanding. Eden Park's a bit like that move, you know that. It yeah. that it's a ground where it can turn around very, very quickly. That's the thing in New Zealand. You know, the small grounds, all you need is one or two guys to fire and you can get home. So um, we should have won that game. We shouldn't have been in the game. The New Zealanders, you know, missed a run out. They probably bowled pretty poorly at the back end of their 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 sort of bowling inning. So that's what they were sort of saying in the papers over here that Australia should have won. But hopefully tomorrow it'll be a decent game. Yeah, well, obviously Australia need to, to win it to level the series. Um, you said that our, our bowling was okay, but when you have a look at... Well, the blokes that I look at are Stark and Cummings in particular. Uh, yep. 10 overs for 59, 9 overs for 67. Um, yep. Is it just because of the small grounds? Are they, are they bowling well enough oh, and getting hit? Or what, what's the story there? Cause, no, it's a, bit, well, mate, it's a bit of both. I, I don't think they bowl well. They bowl too full at the start. They weren't sort of hitting the deck. They weren't bowling the right length. And then when they tried to sort of rearrange their length a bit, they got the line wrong. So they started poorly. And at Eden Park, it can go very quickly. If you're bowling 145, 150 kilometres an hour, you hit it through the infield, it's yes. four. Yep. So you, you can you can cop that. And that's why I thought 280 was you know under par for New Zealand. So I thought they did it They did it well. Um, I still think that we struggle a bit at the back end of an innings. We don't blow block hole. We don't, yep. you know, I think the Yorker, I cannot understand, is just a underrated delivery in 50-over cricket these days in 2020 cricket. It just does not get bold enough. Well, Paddy Cummings bowls a great Yorker and Mitch Stark bowls a great Yorker. So you'd be thinking that towards the end of the innings I'd be, I'd be throwing that in. The interesting one for me, Travis Head, he bowls five overs. He goes for 21. What, why isn't Maxwell bowling? Is he, has he got an injury that we yeah. don't know about? What, no. What's going on there? No. Mate, he's, he's warming up. He's doing all the right things. I don't know. I don't, Smithy didn't bowl him in Australia, you know, and Finchie. Yeah. They've gone ahead. I, I think that's the plan. They want to go to him first. He went for nine in the first over. He didn't bowl that well. Um, and then he came back well. I mean, give him, give him credit. He actually bowled pretty well um, after that first over that he bowled. So that wasn't too bad. But, look, I'm not sure, mate. I, I, you know, I'm not around it enough in the summertime. But for some reason, Smithy just likes going to Travis Head. And, you know, and I think Maxie's just going to have to earn his spot back in there. And hopefully he might do that if he, if, if he bowls this game. I'm hoping that they'll play Samper, actually. I, I was really surprised. Yep. 
I thought they should play a frontline spinner. I know they they sort of say, oh, well, the ground's too small, but I tell you what, the quicks can, and the medium paces can get smacked out of the ground as well. So, not sure about Maxi, mate, but um, yeah, look, he's a good cricketer, no doubt about that, but um, he's not getting the opportunity with the ball. Brendan Julian's with us from Fox Sports. He's over in New Zealand. The third ODI is tomorrow in Hamilton. Uh, BJ, what conditions are we expect, expecting there tomorrow? And are you forecasting any changes to the team? Obviously, you've mentioned Zampin there you'd like. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I, I think probably that. I mean, I'm thinking that they should play a spinner. Hamilton's very hot today. It's about 32 degrees, which you don't often get here in New Zealand any time of the year at all. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be dry. It should turn a little. It'll be slow and low, but... Yeah, it's it's the smallest type of ground here in Hamilton, so I'm expecting I'm expecting you know decent runs to be scored. I think Australia might, should play a spinner, um, but I don't think that we're going to do that in the last game because I saw that uh, um, Zampa wasn't wasn't warming up. So I, I think maybe just the one change for Australia. Yeah, mate, it's, okay. it's, it's an interesting one for mine, is that the, the game we lost against Pakistan was on a, a worn wicket at the MCG. We didn't play a spinner. We went with, in, we went with five quicks. We go in here with, with five quicks. We've got Head. We've got uh, Maxwell. Maxwell doesn't bowl. Head bowls reasonably well. Do, do you think we're just relying a little bit too much on our fast bowlers and not giving our, our spin bowlers any credence at all? Well, I think what also, yeah, there's a bit of that, but I think they, they cover it and they go, oh, we've got all rounders and I head can bowl a bit. Faulkner can, you know, obviously yep. Faulkner can bowl more, but I mean, Stoinis. Maxwell can bowl a little yeah. bit, Stoinis can bowl a little bit. Well, Maxwell's not bowling. Well, that's right, mate, but no. I think what they're saying is, oh, there's an option there, but I, I like to go with, with proper bowlers, at least three or four of them. Yep. So that, that's my, and I don't mind mixing it up with, you know, Head or Maxwell, but I don't know, I mean... I'm not sure that, uh, you, you know, you need three quicks and Forker and then Stoinis as well. I mean, I, like I said, I, I like the option of a, of a spinner because I think Zampa's a really good spinner. I think, I think you've got to have yeah. a front-line spinner. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, they could do the same team, but I, I like playing a spinner. Brendan Julian with us from Fox Sports. Our third audio tomorrow gets underway at uh, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, so make sure you check your local guides for that on uh, on Fox Sports. Uh, uh, BJ, uh, Martin Guptill as well. He's not going to play for New Zealand tomorrow. Uh, wasn't going to play in the second game. How big a loss is uh, he for the Kiwis tomorrow? Yeah, yeah that's big, I think. I think, um, um, you know, he, he sort of had some pretty good form, actually. I mean, he's, he's looked really good in Eden Park. He's, he's, he's better well against you know, Bangladesh when they played them and Pakistan as well. Yeah, I think it's a big loss for them. I think they, they sort of missed some, some heavy artillery up the top of the order. They're, they're trying a couple of young players in, in, in the middle as well. So for them, I, I think, you know, he, he's a big loss. But I think most of these teams in our team as well, they're looking towards that Champions Trophy in June. They want to try a few players out. Obviously, we've done that with Hazlitt. So, you know, we're looking to, uh, you know, try some younger players. They're doing it as well. To be honest, I think these three games over here, they're probably looking towards the end of the season. They've got South Africa after this. We go to India. You know, we've squeezed them in here, to be honest. And I think, you know, the selectors are saying, well, let's just try a few players. Um, BJ, just just got to ask you: um, Is is the Australian team playing too too much cricket when when we overlap, um, say the Indian tour with the uh, with the twenty twenty that we're playing against Sri Lanka, with the New Zealand sort of tour crammed in with the New Zealand tour to Australia, uh, three one days crammed in there. Um, do you think that's necessary? Because I'm of the view that people want to see. Uh, quality of cricket. They don't want to see quantity of cricket. There's there's too much cricket going on. What, what's your view on that, Mark? Yeah, look, look, I agree. I mean, whenever you have an Australian team uh, 
playing over in, in India and playing a test and they can't even play in the T20s against Sri Lanka in their own country, I think that's a problem. Look, I've been saying it for a couple of years. I think, I think we're, we're the scheduling is, is never good in, in terms of too much cricket. And you're right, but what happens is, you know, New Zealand wanted three one-days because we gave them a day-night test match and they didn't want to play the day-night test, you know, and, and, the, and the payback was, oh, we'll give you three one-days. Well, that's the one they nearly won, wasn't it? Well, that's right, but they didn't want to play it. But the deal was, mate, yeah. you, we'll give, you play it and we'll give you three one-days. So, yeah. you know, you're always stuck because you're trying to sort of, you know, pay back countries and get teams to come to Australia. I think, in my personal opinion, I agree with you. I think we probably played too much cricket in Australia. Now we've expanded the Big Bash next season. There's going to be another 12 games or something like that in that setup. You've got the one-day internationals, you've got the test matches. Something's got to give. And if you're going to expand the Big Bash, then I think what's going to happen is, you know, maybe you're going to have to shrink the international calendar. You know, I don't, I don't think you need T20 internationals anyway. I just think, you know, they're a bit of a waste of time. You know, stick with the domestic mm-hmm. comp and have a T20 World Cup. But I don't think you need T20 internationals. And and if I was a Channel 9, I'd say, well, hang on, mate. Why, why am I paying full freight for T20 internationals? Half the team's not even here. So I, I think that's an issue. So I, I think you're right, mate. I, I like to think that the, the, the Australian public, you give them less, they'll come back for more. You know, rather than trying to squeeze as much as you possibly can into it. Uh, BJ, lastly, you've got the ticket to New Zealand. Have you and AB got the ticket to India as well? <laughs> Unfortunately, mate, just doing it in the studio. Oh, well, that's, that's, uh, mate, I am, what's I am, going on? Mate, I'm absolutely depressed because I was going to get you and BJ to come and have a talk to my tour group and you're not going to be over there. Like, you've helped me out. Are you doing a tour? Yeah, Are you doing yeah, a tour yeah, over yeah, there? You've helped me out in the past. Mate, I, I took Court Warner, Bold Ashwin. Ah, uh, sorry, Warner Court Hughes, Bold Ashwin last series. So I got catch in the well, crowd. I've got to go back and just see if I can regain my title again. Coward, have you proud been to, catcher. Have you been to the um, the so-called French Riviera of the India Ranchi before, Matt? Uh, no. <laughs> no, the French Riviera. You're going to love that. Mate, I'll tell you what. You're going to love that one. You've started beautifully. You've played shots throughout. I haven't seen you play this many shots since that last <laughs> session at Trent Bridge when we're playing for a draw. You hit, a, you hit, a, you hit mate, them all over the place. Mate, it was the only chance I was ever going to get a 15 test trigger, mate. And I said, I said to Tugger at the other end, mate, I don't care what AB gets. I'm here to make 50, mate. I'm not going to get the opportunity. <laughs> mate, you've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for Good your time, you, BJ. Pleasure, guys. Talk to you soon. Cheers. There's Brendan Julian from Fox Sports at yeah, 8.30 tomorrow morning uh, Eastern Standard Time. You can watch that one on Fox Sports. Check your local guides. Uh, just before we go to the break, uh, Merv, yes. um, Perth Scorchers, of course, Sydney yes. Sixers, the big bash final. We yes. saw the Scorchers get up this time last week. Yes, uh, mate. Did you tip the Scorchers, Merv? Well, Tristan and myself, um, uh-huh. yeah, no, we didn't. Um, oh, really? Both went for the Sixers. Like, you sit there and you think any, any sport, if it's a 50-50, I always say to myself, if it's a 50-50, Back the home team. So who do you reckon I back? I back the Sixers through their experience. Mate, Mitch Johnson, um, he just set the game alight. Jai Richardson was fantastic. Uh, Whiteman at the start of the innings, I think everyone was thinking that Klinger was going to take it on, but Whiteman just took full control. And um, Scorchers again, gee, they've been absolutely fantastic, haven't they? They've won uh, title after title. And, and again, fantastic. it's young. Uh, they stick with their international players. They stick with their homegrown local talent. Uh, and through Justin Langer, uh, great pride in, in West Australians and what they do. Um, and I think that's a good lesson.
lesson for, for the other states. Just have a look around because quite often we look in other people's backyards to get our players where Justin Langer basically is he's just doing the watering, he's doing a little bit of fertilising, yep. he's yep. cutting, yep. he's watering, yep. he's doing a lot of work there and he's, he's mate, it's a, I reckon it's a, a real good lesson to be learnt from the other sides around. When we come back after the break, we're going to get a James Pattinson uh, update. Uh, Merv, you spoke about earlier in the show how we'd made a big hundred in grey cricket and taken some wickets. We're going to talk about James Pattinson next, right here on Stumps. Full pitch and bang! Bang, bang, bang! It's gone! You're listening to Stumps. Knocks him over with pace! Real pace! You're listening to Stumps. Yeah, you are right around Australia. Jack Crawshaw here and Merv Hughes is alongside me, of course. The man who played 53 tests for Australia took 212 wickets. Uh, we're going to recap some of the day's scores shortly. But firstly, though, James Pattinson, of course, is back playing in Victorian grey cricket and trying to work his way back through the grades to hopefully one day represent his country. Uh, Ian Rigglesworth, a former Victorian all-rounder, and I'm told by Merv that uh, Ian could be the coordinator for cricket in this country or cricket organisation in this country. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk to him. Ian, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Riggles, how are you? Listen, uh, good country boy. I, I know the, the power outage is, is tough from where you're, you're from. We've had to ring you on Warren Ayres' phone. Um, so all you've got to do is learn to charge your phone, mate. That's number one step. But on, on, a, on a very serious note, Riggles, got you on for a purpose. You've been down today to have a look at Dandenong versus Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne, obviously, a pretty good team, but uh, Danny Long, James Pattinson, there's a fair bit of interest around Australia with his comeback. How did he go today? Yeah, he was pretty good today, Merv. I saw his, uh, his first set, first spell, and uh, he ran through the crease pretty well. He bubbled some pretty good pace. So he was good. He was good. He looked uh, strong. So so two for early um, on a pretty flat wicket, fast outfield out at Danny Long. Um, yeah. How did he end up? Well, he had five last time I looked at it, but he may have ended up with a few more. I'm, because I've had this power outage on my phone, I haven't been able to look up scores. Um, I'm pinching a bit of electricity out at uh, the Mervyn G. Hughes over at the moment, charging it up. Uh, well, for people that don't know, Mervyn G. Hughes, the home of the mighty Footscray Edgewater uh, Creek Club and, and home of a bit of a reunion of sorts tonight. Warren Ayres, former Victoria player, now coaching Victoria. You're over there, so I'm going to be back there in about 20 minutes. So there's at least three of us there, Riggles. You're looking forward to the reunion. Absolutely. You put together a good show. Oh, mate, I, I kill them. I kill them. <laughs> I sent out 20 invites and uh, you and Ayres here are, are just there. And because yeah. you've got and to be I've, there, and I've, and I've travelled some distance. Oh, don't worry about that. Um, of James Pattinson, was 100 runs last week. He's, his batting's not bad, but obviously his bowling very important. Um, when you see he's getting through the crease and all that, uh, is his pace up? Was he bowling good pace? Was he was he bouncing the ball through? Um, yeah, yeah, Was he moving the ball? He 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 looked like a, a genuine class above, um, and I think it's fantastic that he tries so hard playing district cricket as well. I mean he's. 130 last week off 200 balls. That's a, it's a great effort. And uh, you know, today he was certainly bending his back and uh, you know, he was trying very hard for the Dean on Career Club. Well, for mine, he's been picked in the um, Prime Minister's game. So he's going to get up there. He's going to have an opportunity under the spotlight um, there. And he's going to lead the attack there. He's going to bowl 10 overs there. So that's a stepping stone back in the right direction. Hopefully he can get back in the Victorian team and, and push to, to get selected for, for Australia possibly next year. Mm, yeah, it'd be great. 
Yeah, well, thank you very much for joining us. Riggles giving us that uh, inspiring update and looking forward to uh, catching up with you in about uh, 20, 25 minutes. Just have a cold one on the bar for me, mate. It'll be waiting. See ya. Okay, thanks very much, Riggles. Um, Jack, just a, a quick insight into to what's happening. And a lot of guys, uh, when they're coming back, they pick and choose and they don't want to play certain games. But James Pattinson, Peter Siddle, for that matter, and, and probably the guys that, are progressing and and are motivated to play. They get back in, and what they do really well, whether they're playing for Australia, whether they're playing for their state, or whether they're playing for for their uh, club side, they do give a hundred percent. So great, yeah. James Pattinson's back in the fold now, mate. We'll just run over a couple of scores. Sure, um, sure. The, New South Wales today. Let's start oh, with that game. Yes. Uh, New South Wales defeated Victoria by an innings and 77 runs today. Not a good day for Victorian cricket, Merv. No, not a great day. New South Wales are batting second, uh, 523. Victoria, um, 258 and 188 all out, so nine down. Pruskovsky didn't bat because of concussion. Um, Important to note, too, just because Travis Dean's a Victorian Victorian player and a Footscray-Edgewater player, 67 of 258 and 79 not out. Opening batsman carrying his bat in 188. So what a great performance from him. Um, South Australia, West Australia in a close battle. West Australia got over the line. West Australia sent in 201. South Australia 247. West Australia 245. So they need South Australia need 200 to win. Um, all out 192 and Macklin of oh, Macken, I keep calling him Macklin. Um, five for yep. Macken, five for 78 and seven for. Um, listen, we had a talk to Richardson earlier in the the, the uh, show. Five yep. for and four for Chad Sayers. Four for and three for keeps getting wickets. Queensland v Tassie. Queensland 133 run winners. Um, pretty comfortable against Tassie, it must be said. 405 in their first innings. In a bit of trouble, although Burns got 83. But Hartley, uh, batting at number seven, got 101. Um, Tassie all out 200. So um, Queensland lead by 205. Bailey 55. Queensland all out 146. Truloff got uh, 45 in the second innings, but would have been a few nervous moments there for Queensland. And Tassie rock and rolled for 218. Malenka, 68. And Flores, um, a young spin bowl. Well, he's not that young now. He's been around for a little while. Uh, made a real name for himself in the Australian under-19 some years back. Got got three for Wildermuth, two. Uh, Wester, two. And Chris Hartley breaking mm. the all-time wicket-keeping dismissal record. Uh Currently, or was formerly held by Darren Berry, uh, went past that with 547 dismissals. Seven. And yep. gee, what a fantastic effort it has been for Chris Hartley. And probably when you talk about players, unlucky not to go to the next level, um, he's been very, very good for Queensland. And at stages, they wouldn't have been too far away from the Australian team. Yeah, very true, very true indeed. Hey, Merv, uh, great to catch up with you. Nice. Uh, enjoy your celebration tonight. I will. Listen. I tell you yeah. what, you run out of time quickly. Um, yes. This show has just absolutely flown, and I'm giving the votes out as I do yes. at the end of the show. Jack, yep. you've got three votes. You've absolutely oh. killed them today. Three votes. Fantastic. One by a mile, mate. Great. <laughs> Good. Good on you, Merv. Uh, thanks to Sean Graff for his time a little bit earlier on in some other markets. So we also spoke to Kane Richardson, to Chris Hartley, and, of course, to Ian Rigglesworth and Brendan Julian over there in New Zealand as well. Thanks to David for panelling back in the studio. Merv, you're a superstar. We look forward to your company uh, next week on Stumps. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and don't forget that third ODI is on tomorrow in New Zealand. Let's hope the Aussies can level up the series. Good night. 
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.